everyone, this is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of the FCPA Compliance and Ethics Report. The FCPA Compliance and Ethics Report is sponsored by the Red Flag Group. The Red Flag Group is a business advisory, information services, technology firm that helps clients manage risk areas across four key risk areas, including sales and sales channels, includes distributors, resellers, and partners, suppliers, customers, and human capital. Check out more information on Red Flag Group at their website, www.redflaggroup.com. Today I am in a series of the 10 Hallmarks This is a series I've wanted to do for some time. So this uh, podcast is going to be quite a different. It's going to be short, right? 10 minutes or so. And we're going to go into specific Hallmarks of the Best practices articulated by the Department of Justice and Security and Exchange Commission in the 2012 FCPA conference. This series is based upon my similar work on doing compliance, which is, of course, entitled to do compliance, design, create, and implement effective anti-structural compliance programs. You can check out my book at Compliance Week. You can go to their site, www.compliancewood.com, and click on your thought leadership. Then, in-depth reports and scroll down, you'll see my books available. So I hope uh, you will uh, check it out. I hope this uh, podcast series might interest you in learning a little bit more about the actual doing of Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you to day nine of my 10-part podcast series on the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program. Today, we are going to discuss continuous improvement, periodic testing, and review. You should keep track of internal and external events which might cause your business processes, policies, and procedures to need to be changed. Some examples of this are new laws applicable to your business organization, internal events which might drive changes within your company, are you offering a new product line, a new service line, or are you going to market in new geographic areas? Such internal changes could cause a company uh, reorganization or come about through a major acquisition. This type of review appears to be what uh, the, F- uh, the Department of Justice uh, is concerned about. And indeed, the FPA guidance specifies that a good compliance program should constantly evolve. As a company's business changes over time, so do the environments in which it operates, the nature of its customers, the laws that govern its action, and the standards of its industry. In addition, compliance programs do not exist on paper but are followed in practice will inevitably uncover compliance weaknesses and require enhancements. Consequently, the DOJ and SEC evaluate whether companies regularly review and improve their compliance programs and not allow them to become stable. Continuous improvement requires not only that you audit, but monitor whether employees are staying with the compliance program. In addition to the language set out in the FCPA guidance, two of the seven compliance elements in the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines call for companies to monitor, audit, and respond quickly to allegations of misconduct. These three activities are key components enforcement officials look for when determining whether a company maintains adequate oversight of a compliance program. We have talked at length about risk assessment and management of the managing the risks. 
The guidance uh, really makes clear that small and medium-sized enterprises likely have different risk profiles uh, from large corporations and therefore different compliance programs. <clears throat> this really leads to the department emphasizing, re-emphasizing, and emphasizing one more time that compliance is not a check-the-box approach, that you cannot have a paper program, you cannot simply have a compliance program and say you're doing compliance. A, pro- a company's compliance program should therefore be tailored to its specific needs, risks, and challenges. One way to do this is um, through ongoing monitoring. And although this is uh, usually misunderstood, or at least sometimes misunderstood, the confusion comes from the differences between monitoring and auditing. Monitoring is a commitment to reviewing and detecting compliance variations in real time and then reacting quickly to remediate them. A primary goal of monitoring is to identify and address gaps in your program on a regular and consistent basis across a wide spectrum of data and information. Auditing is a much more limited review that targets specific business component, region, or market sector during a particular time frame in order to uncover and or evaluate certain risks, particularly as seen in financial records. You should not assume that because a company conducts audits, it is effectively monitoring. A robust compliance program includes separate functions for both auditing and monitoring. Although unique in protocol, the two functions are related and can operate in tandem. Monitoring monitoring can lead to audits. Um, So, for instance, if you notice a trend of suspicious payments in recent monitoring reports from Indonesia, it may be time to take an audit there. Another way to think of it is with BARS. A monitoring program is a narrow bar across a very wide spectrum, lots of data. You might even move into unstructured big data. And you're crunching that numbers to see if there are any anomalies for additional investigation. Auditing is a very deep dive into a very narrow area. So when I said the example of uh, suspicious payments in Indonesia, that's why uh, you might want to send an auditor. Your company should establish regular monitoring systems to spot issues and address them. Effective monitoring means applying a consistent set of protocols, checks, and controls tailored to your company's risk to detect and remediate compliance programs. To do this, you should be checking routinely with local finance departments and foreign offices to see if they've noticed any accounting irregularities. Also, transaction monitoring is becoming much more significant and important, and indeed, in August, we had the first uh, SEC enforcement action, which specifically delineated transaction monitoring as a key part of a best practices compliance program. So what should you do with this information? Well, I would suggest you have a strategic plan in place to implement your findings of continuous improvement by using the following. Number one, review the goals of your strategic uh, compliance plan. Of course, this requires you to have a strategic plan, which is a good exercise in and of itself, but then you can see how the plan measures up in implementation and execution within your your, uh, company. Second, design an execution plan. Uh, I like the KISS method, which if you're not aware is keep it simple, sir, although you can substitute any word ending uh, starting with S for the sir. It's really the best method to move forward. This would suggest that for each compliance goal, there should be a simple and straightforward plan to ensure that the goal in question is being addressed. Next, put accountabilities in place. In the plan of any execution, there must be accountabilities attached to them. This requires the CCO or the senior compliance department representative to put these in place and then mandate a report requirement on how the task is being achieved. And then finally, 
schedule a review of the plan. You should have a regular review and update of your process going forward. And <clears throat> if any problems arise, they can be detected and more quickly uh, remediated if m regular meetings are held around this issue. It's the function of the compliance officer to reinforce the vision and goals of the compliance department, where assessment and updating are critical to an ongoing best practices compliance program. If you follow this protocol, you will put a mechanism in place to demonstrate your company's commitment to uh, your compliance function by following through on intentions set forth in your strategic plan. Continuous improvement through continuous monitoring or other techniques will help <coughs> key your compliance, keep your compliance program abreast of any changes in the business model. Uh, I've talked about differences in products, new sales, new geographic areas. Uh, and that's going to be a key metric that uh, the Department of Justice will measure. As Wei Chin pointed out in the pilot program announced in April, it's the operational nature of your compliance program. And you do this, you demonstrate this through continuous monitoring leading to continuous improvement. A compliance program is in many ways a continuously evolving organism just as your company is. And perhaps that's the simplest and most easy way to think about it. You need to build in a way to keep pace with both the market and regulatory changes to have a truly effective anti-corruption compliance program. The Department of Justice has made clear, or actually the FCPA guidance, I should say, has made clear that both the DOJ and SEC will give meaningful credit to thoughtful efforts to create a sustainable compliance program if a problem is discovered later. Similarly, undertaking proactive evaluations before a problem strikes can lower the penalty range under the sentencing guidelines. Although the nature and frequency of proactive evaluations may vary depending on the size and complexity of an organization, the idea behind them is the same. Continuous improvement and sustainability. So you, you have to move forward. Your compliance program has to move forward. There's always going to be ways that you can update, you can enhance your program, and taking a look at it both on an ongoing basis through monitoring and a uh, risk assessment uh, audit basis on an annual or semi-annual basis are both tools that you can actively put in place. If you haven't audited your, audited your compliance program for the last three years, you are behind the eight ball and you uh, need to come in and, and do that now. You need to put a monitoring program in place that you can demonstrate to the government. If the monitoring program uh, pops any red flags up, those will need to be investigated and cleared. And this is how you can demonstrate to the DOJ that you're actually burning compliance into the very fab fabric of your organization and the DNA of your company by operationalizing your compliance program. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you uh, very much for listening to Episode 9 in my 10-part series on the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the FCPA Compliance and Ethics Report where I focused on one hallmark in the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program. If you want more information, I hope you will uh, read my blog post today. It uh, coalites to this podcast, so I'm trying to do a uh, written and audio series for everyone. If you would like to utilize this uh, audio in any of your training materials, please contact me at tfox at
tfoxlaw.com and we can make arrangements for that as well. Uh, also, once again, the series is based upon my uh, textbook or my book, Doing Compliance, Design, Create, and Implement an Effective Compliance Program. And I would uh, urge you to go to Compliance Week and check out my book if you'd like any more information. I have much more detail in the book. Tom Fox, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to this episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.